This, this is, is Stage, Stage Appropriate with Juno and Katie. We talk about musicals. All day. Yeah. All day, son. Yeah, we won't do a full day episode. That'd yeah. be, can you imagine trying to edit that? You're right, pain. Is this interesting? No. No. <laughs> Juno, we went to see a show yesterday. Yes, what was we it? Did. I know there was a song that said this in it, but I can't remember it. So I'm just going to say it. Annie. Was there a song that said Annie? It wasn't called Annie, Annie, but it said Annie. <laughs> oh, Annie, you're an orphan. Yeah. No, that's not what happened. We went to see Annie on its current UK tour at the Alhambra in Bradford, which we love. Shout out. Shout out. I don't know I keep making <laughs> everything into like a weird little song. Annie, shout out. It's because I've been watching New Girl and that's what she does in that. No. Anyway. I haven't been watching New Girl. No, just to be clear, that has not happened. That would be very inappropriate. <laughs> So, Annie was our first show of our crazy summer holiday of shows. Yeah. And booked it about a billion years ago. I wasn't really expecting... I'm not going to say I wasn't expecting it to be good. Obviously, I was expecting it to be good, but I wasn't necessarily expecting to be quite so bothered about it. Like, I thought we'd probably get to the end. I'd be like, oh, okay, well, that happened. That was good. But actually, it was awesome, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a really terrific production and we had a great time, didn't we? And, and, as Miss Hannigan, we saw Craig Revel Hallwards. Yes. And how was yeah. he in the part, Juno? He was actually really good. Juno, how good was Craig Revel Hallward in the part? What? How are you not understanding the setup for this? I don't know. How would he have described his performance, do you think? I say if he was judging it on Strictly. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you say it. Fabulous. I can't believe you actually like Strictly. I hate it. Or do I'm you, if this. you know that? That's quite, it's, it's not like a niche catchphrase, is it? Mm, it's not really even a catchphrase. Yeah, we saw Craig Revel Hood as well when we went to the Strictly <laughs> tour. Again, don't even like Strictly. It took you to Did that. We? What a dedicated parent. Yeah. I thought he was, was the really one that wasn't funny. there. Who was the one that wasn't there? I don't know. Motsy. Oh, Motsy. Yeah, she wasn't there. She wasn't there. I just said because that. Because they kept saying really weird stuff to Shirley about like swinging around by the ankles or something. Didn't <laughs> <they>? <laughs> it was really... I was like, what have we strayed into? This is so uncomfortable. And that man was sitting next to me who kept falling asleep. And then at one point was like rooting around. And I was like, sir, that is my leg. <laughs> like, what are you doing? It was really weird. So yeah, we saw Craig Rubble forward. And again, I was like, oh man, stunt casting. Like this is just to get people in the doors. Obviously he was great. And it was really, really entertaining, which we'll talk more about. So I would say we don't need to talk about the plot of Annie. Everybody's seen Annie. But what we established was you haven't seen all of Annie. No, and because, I thought there was a circus. Yeah. When I was when we sat down to watch Annie a couple of years ago, I you went enjoyed and it. helped wash yeah. the car. You enjoyed it so much you went and did chores instead. And Daddy has never seen Annie, which I just find unfathomable. He always just washed the car instead. That's as well. he spent his That's our way of getting out of it. Just washing the cars instead going, of. When we run out and we look in, the film's still going. Just ask the neighbours yeah. if we can wash the Like he's car. never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang because he was busy, I don't know, washing the windows or something. <laughs> just like a chore for everything. Dressing like SpongeBob. Like in. Um, what? What? Has to succeed. <laughs> Oh my god! You're so random. So, shall we talk through the plot and talk about songs at the same time? Let's multitask. Yes. So, should we talk about how the stage looked at the beginning? Oh yeah. So, yeah. You were just like, "Mm." I thought you were like, "Yes." 
here are my opinions and views. So, well, I <laughs> here are my opinions and views. <laughs> it was cool. Such it was nice good. I like it. So sometimes... Why do you think I said that? Oh, Because I'm always saying Hush now, please, child. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Allow me to speak. Okay. So sometimes when you go and see something, the stage doesn't look very exciting to start off with. All the curtains just down. All the curtains down. And with this, when you went in, it was super cool. So it was set up to look like the orphanage. So there were like six beds lined up and even like the right I'm gonna demonstrate my immense lack of knowledge about theatre now for someone who goes to it all the time is it like the the wings so the things that you go through to get to the wings the wings the, the wings yeah they were all like dressed as well they didn't just look normal and all around the stage I'm like miming it which is obviously very helpful in this audio format it was like the map of New York wasn't it yeah. And also jigsaw puzzle pieces. And it made it look like the set of Matilda, didn't it? Yeah. So I don't know whether we're allowed to post a picture of it. I don't want to get told off like I did at Chitty Chitty Bang Bang that time because of some made up thing about copyright. No, they told you off there for just taking a picture. Yeah, she was weird, wasn't she? But it was real. The set was super cool. And like as soon as you went in, there was like an old style radio playing as well. And it was playing like broadcast. I don't know if it was real broadcast by Franklin Roosevelt. He was in the show. Not president, actual. Or whether it was, yeah, the actor playing him because he featured as a character in the show he was funny um, and like at the end with it all yeah, the don't skip to the end Hi. oh my god we're not doing a time travel podcast it's not back to the future that's already happened we've already done that one Arr. yeah so that's what it was like and then as with some other shows the start of it before the show properly started the cast of children came on stage didn't they except Annie except Annie so there were the seven girls presumably some of them I don't know, like the littlest one. She can't have been your age. Maybe she, she was. It said she was seven. Oh, right. Okay. So, yeah. So, they're sort of ranging in age from seven, which is I crazy think, little. No, she was younger than the rest. Cause then, yeah. But she was meant to be. And some of them were clearly about 10 so or 11. And then there's seven, some who were teenagers, weren't And then there was like, there? yeah, 10, 11. Then I'd say like 14, 15. And there's three different casts of children. So. Yeah. Yeah, because there's 21 yeah, Kids that's three times seven. She's yeah. smart, isn't she? I know. So that is what happened at the start. So they all came on and were just sort of like messing around. And if you've watched Annie, you'll know that there's a dog and there was a real dog on it the stage. It was a real dog! And each Annie has a different dog. So there are three dogs as well. We don't know the dog's name. Munchie. But, all right. <laughs> Weirdo. But it was a very talented dog. So the show starts with Annie singing Maybe, which I think most of... I can't remember which of these songs are in the film. I'm pretty sure this one is. Where she's like, she'll still be calling me baby, maybe. Yeah, because she's in the orphanage. We've not mentioned that yet. And so... She's in the orphanage with all these other girls. But she thinks her parents are coming back for her, doesn't she? Yeah, because they left her with a note that said, "We please look after our baby. We'll be back." Like Paddington Bear, please look after this bear. Sneaks out and like tries to find them. Yeah, so she's got this locket. They gave her half a locket and she's got this note and she obviously reads it out all the time because the little girl was like, read me the note. And then the rest of them clearly find this really annoying because they all recited it along with her in mean bully voices, didn't they? Yeah. Which was mean, but also it was actually quite funny. And then they sang Hard Knock Life. Right, my feeling on that would be, oh, that's such an annoying song and it's just a load of kids squawking. And I don't know why I've got this in my head because even when I watched the film... When you sacked me off to go and watch the cars, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. And I was, I started watching it thinking, oh, do you know all like this? But I'm far too cool for Annie. And I was absolutely loving it. This was really good. And like, I really enjoyed the ensemble of kids. I thought they were so good. They all had loads of attitude and... 
the choreography the was awesome. The one that wasn't always it? wore a hat. That was her personality. She always didn't say wears anything. A hat. And they all had like big messy hair, and they're obviously wearing like raggedy clothes. And the choreography was quite Matilda-ish, wasn't it? Yeah. It really reminded me of Matilda. Obviously, with the set. The, uh, to be fair, I don't know if it's just a sign of how many shows we've seen. But this show reminded us of lots of different things, didn't it? Yeah. Which we'll talk more about. So, yeah, so this thing, it's a hard knock life for us. Do you know what I did think with that? I don't know if it's just because I'm getting old. I don't know that you could hear all the words in that song. I think some of the, like, actual lyrics got lost. It doesn't matter. It was still good. We still got the gist. They were saying that their life sucks. Oh, and that's after, like, Miss Hannigan's come in at that point, hasn't she? And told yeah. them that they will need to clean up. So she catches Annie trying to. Yeah, she she's been making Annie clean the floors for some reason. She really hates Annie. Like she seems to have a particular aversion to Annie. Don't know why. Just bullying. It's like she's kind of also like obsessed with her as well. Oh yeah, that is weird. Like what else is there? Someone who's like I suppose like the Trunchbull being obsessed with Matilda. It's quite similar to that. Or in like it? Harry Potter with yeah with Snape, Snape and. Like Draco as well. So are you suggesting that Miss Hannigan was secretly in love with Annie's mum? No. Okay. I'm suggesting it's not exactly that the Miss same. Hannigan is Annie like gets to leave and like if she hates her so much, because like she manages to run away at one bit. So when she runs away, why doesn't she just let her stay? Cause she's like There's probably some sort of funding issue. Like she know. probably gets money from And she's also the city just like each always you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. She's like obsessed with her. So at that point, Annie has managed to escape somehow. Because the laundry guy came in and she managed to escape in his like laundry trolley. She's covered uh. in all the sheets. So she managed to get out that way. And then she's like walking around the streets. Yeah. And she finds a dog. Yeah. And the animal Ew. control or the police guy, whatever he is, is like, this yeah, isn't your animal dog. animal control have just gone or something. And they missed one of, they like left one of the dogs by accident. I have a question about animal control. They're always bad guys. Because, like, is there such a thing as animal control in this country? I just feel like it comes up a weird amount in stuff. In other countries. Particularly in New York. Animal control, like there's an episode of Friends where someone's from animal control. Louisa, nice overalls. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure her name's Louisa. I don't know. Like, I'm not aware of anyone ever having called animal control in this country. Like, I don't know. Do you just, is it when you just call it RSPCA? It's probably just like an, in America or something. Do you think it's like a thing that they've just made up for no. Hollywood reasons? No, I don't. But anyway, so like dog police, whatever. It's <laughs> like. Not to be confused with a police dog, which is a whole no. other thing. Separate thing. <laughs> and what was the audience response when the dog wandered on stage? Oh. Everyone was so excited. That was Juno's main question. Is there going to be a real dog? Because my mum went to see The Wizard of Oz in London the other day. And was was very upset to learn it was a puppet dog instead of a real dog. And she was outraged. Because when we saw it, I don't know, 15 years ago or whatever it was, it was a real dog on stage. Okay, so then, so she gets a dog and the police, dog police guy is like... PC woof. (laughs) That's silly. He wouldn't be called PC in New York. What? Never mind. So PC Wolf is like... It's not his name. He's like, I don't believe this is your dog. Prove it. He's like, what's your dog called? And she's like, oh, Sandy, because that's like the colour it is. So then he's like, okay, prove it. Call Sandy and see if the dog comes. She's just like, Sandy, Sandy. And the police guy, PC Wolf, is just like... Do you know, you're just being silly now, honestly. He's just like, peh. 
don't believe you. And then, and he's like, Sadie. And he comes. Yeah. And how do we, how did we deduce that the dog had been trained to do this particular because trick? Because she had treats in her Yeah, pocket. the dog was so it kept, cute. like nudging like, on her nudge. leg. And then you could, there was one point. I hope she, it got the treats. Did you notice there was a bit where she did like a proper sleight of hand where she took a treat out of her pocket and managed to feed it to the dog in a really sneaky way. And I only noticed it because I was literally watching out thinking she's definitely got treats in those pockets and she's going to have to give the dog a treat. Did you see it? No. Oh, it was so clever. Like that kid, what a talent. (laughs) She was really good at secretly feeding treats to a dog. And then we've kind of glossed over the fact that she sings at this point the song from Annie that everybody knows. That they do reprises of like 5,000 times. That is true. They did reprise it a lot, but it is a very iconic song, so it doesn't matter. The song is, of course, Tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. I love ya tomorrow. Do you think I could be in it? No. And to be clear... She's not telling somebody that she'll <laughs> love them tomorrow. She's not saying, I'll love you tomorrow. It's not like a response to the song, will you still love me tomorrow? It's actually, <laughs> I love you, comma, tomorrow. She's singing to tomorrow because she's a very optimistic child, isn't she? Obviously, that's how it is that she's kept on to this dream that her parents are coming back for her. She's very positive. Keep it positive. Mash up with Annie being friends with Elwoods. Okay. Anyway. So yeah, so she sings tomorrow. It was really that's quite a big song. Obviously it's written for a child to sing it, because that's the whole point of it. It's not meant to be sung by grown-ups, even though I just did such an amazing job of it. So then she went to she she ended up in this area where there were loads of homeless people. She asked if they'd seen her parents. Yeah, she was like, Have you seen two people who might be my parents? And they were instead of going like, mate, how on earth would we know they were your parents? They were just like, Oh no, sorry. <laughs> What we haven't mentioned is that the show is set in the 1930s in the Great Depression in America. So when the stock market crashed, yeah, like in economic terms. So the stock market crashed. Loads like Daddy Warbucks is talking all the way through about his factories closing down, and and that's why he spends so much time hanging out with FDR. Yeah, he's super super rich. And actually, if he's a billionaire in 1930s, 1933, that's when it's set, isn't it? In today's money, he'd be like Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg levels of wealth. So my point is, they sing this song called Hoover. And that's, I can't remember what the deal is with Hoovervilles. It's something to do with Herbert Hoover, who was the president a couple of presidents ago when the <laughs> show takes place. Well, you know, I know them in order. Yeah. Okay. I'm just super smart like that. So, so they sing this song about basically like how rubbish everything is. Yeah. And then she gets taken back. Yeah. Boo. To the orphanage by PC Wolf. PC Wolf. <laughs> that guy. That damn guy. And. And Miss Hannigan is crazy. Yeah. And she sings this song, Little Girl. Right, which I'm struggling to think of how it goes now because when I see the title... You think of Matilda? No. Oh. No, I think of this song. Right, there's this musical called Gigi, which again <laughs> is one that we... I feel like we watched a lot as children. I feel like we used to watch it when we went round to Nanny and Pa's. Like, I'm not really sure why. And there's this really... Which thinking about is a really weird song. This guy who's like a fully grown adult sings this song about... It goes, thank heaven for little girls. Thank heaven for them all no matter where no matter who without them what would little boys do and it's so creepy like you hear it now and you're like what the hell (laughs) that's so weird anyway so when i see the title little girls that's what i think of but you think of matilda less weird perhaps anyway miss hannigan sings this song little girls yeah and she's and annie's like in miss hannigan's office or something it is like her office when she's hiding in there no. no, one of the other girls it's was hiding, wasn't she? It's when she's been brought into there by the police guy. She's yeah. still there. And then 
Basically, Miss Hannigan hates children. Yeah, like Miss Trunchbull. Yeah. But like, why do you run an orphanage? Why are you a headmistress? It's a really good question. If you hate children, maybe a career working with children is not for you. Um, Did it make you think of Newsies when we were watching it? No. Because obviously a lot of them are doing the accent, which as we established, I can't do. But also because... Papes! The papes! All the newsies are trying to avoid being sent to an orphanage, aren't they? Like being sent to a children's the refuge, home. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like there's a potential mashup where Jack Kelly gets sent to Miss Hannigan's orphanage <laughs> and he and Annie like bust out together by means of publishing a newsletter. <laughs> Breaking news tomorrow, tomorrow. I love you tomorrow. <laughs> in my prime okay then what's her name grace farrell or something yeah and she's this she's like mr warbucks's secretary yeah so she comes into miss hannigan's office like while annie's in there yeah and um, she's all fancy yeah she's got like nice hair and pretty clothes and stuff yeah yeah and she says that like he wants She's like, can we borrow a child for two weeks? Like, it's some sort of library for orphans. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like, she, it's not even a suggestion that, like, oh, he might want to adopt a child or foster. And in the film, it's the whole thing is, like, that he needs to do this because, like, for good publicity. Yeah. Because everyone thinks and that he's this, like, mean old rich guy. But that wasn't said here at all, was it? It was just no. like, he just wants to have and a child around for Christmas. Was, so then she was like, he wants the child to be... Like intelligent, and she was like, and Annie was like, "Oh, did you know that this was true?" Because she really wants it. Yeah, to be Annie's her. in the office, and she's like, "This seems like a good and opportunity." She's like, and wants her to have like good humour, and then Annie just like bursts out <laughs> laughing so about nothing. It was really and she's like, and she should be nine. Then Annie's like, mm, Annie's yeah, ten, pointing up. Mm, 11 and 11. redhead and she's like yeah and then she's like and have red hair he loves red hair and then Miss Hannigan's like sorry we don't have any of them because yeah, she just doesn't want it's weird exactly like, she's obsessed with she her she hates Annie so much that she doesn't want her she to have this nice opportunity she doesn't want her to have like a nice yeah. rich a housey yeah thing. the house is nice rich. rich housey thing <laughs> also known as a mansion a mansion yeah if you want so she does end up going. So she signs this form and she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Just bring her back in two weeks. <laughs> it's so random. Like, like I don't think cares? this is how orphanages and work. And then whatever. So then she goes and... And then they sing, I think I'm going to like it here. Yeah. Did that song remind you of a song from anything else? So where all of the household staff are just singing at her about all the nice stuff that they're going to do for her, like running a bath and what nice sheets she's going to have. Did it make you think of anything else? What are you thinking But of? I feel like they were suggesting that she should be their guest oh. be your guest didn't you think it was like exactly it was like be our guest but with humans uh. i kept expecting someone to like turn into a broom <laughs> like, tie a napkin around your neck i'm doing so much singing in this episode I and mean, weird accents okay. so, I'm just, like, it's like i'm auditioning for a one-woman show i like in. that song yeah then Good. That was it was analysis. playing in the bathroom when we got it was. That was weird, wasn't it? It's was a like, kind of familiar. like remix. I think it was the 2014 version. So when they remade the film okay. and set it like so, in the modern era. So it's all the staff. Mr. Warbucks the... isn't there at this point. No. But they're like, so we're going to buy you a new coat. We're going to run you a bath. Sounds yeah. amazing. And Yeah. I need a new coat. And... Not right now. And 
<laughs> he comes in and he's like really busy and stuff. Yeah, but he wasn't like mean and scary, was no. he? I um, think in the film he's a lot more intimidating. Whereas yeah. in the show, he was like nice straight away. He was, it was a nice just, guy. Because it was funny because um, so there's this whole thing about her being taken to the theatre. She thought that he was going to go with her. And oh, he yeah. was like, oh, I'm really busy. And she was like, oh. And then he was on the phone with this guy. And he was like, yeah, can you meet tonight? And then she looked at him like, <laughs> no. And he was like, sorry, tomorrow night. She I've got a date to the theatre with a 10-year-old girl. And she's like, I'm 11. And he's like, an 11-year-old girl. I've been corrected. He, said, he caves pretty quickly yeah. in response. Also, he thought that she was going to be a boy. So he'd apparently sent like Grace off to get a child and assumed it'd be a boy. And it was Squirrel. a girl. <laughs> Did that remind you of anything? So like, he really wanted the child to be a boy. Yeah. And then it's a girl. Matilda. And he's like, yes. There you go. I've noticed that in our podcast, I ask you quite a lot of questions like this. And it's like, you can't turn and off I the teacher. I can't know, It's annoying, isn't it? So then he says, fine, yeah, I'll go with you to the theatre so then they do and they sing this song called NYC which then had the, do you know, right, did you notice there was this random bit in that song where someone came on and was like I've come to audition yeah next and then I was like is she then in the rest of the show no, no. did not get mentioned again it made me think she'd been like borrowed from a production of Bugsy Malone where Blousey Brown's like come back tomorrow come back tomorrow my god so many mass up hey. opportunities Annie Malone no Annie that much. doesn't make sense okay so then you go back to the orphanage wait what? I've got my hand up they did the show and the show was like a tippity tappity and they were dressed like sailors and it was like they were watching anything goes. <laughs> yeah. And then and then, and then <laughs> the end, hadn't he said something to her about how he'd take her on a horse drawn carriage ride through Central Park? No. And then at the end of the show, Annie was asleep and they were sat on this bank of three seats and they just turned the three seats round and everyone who'd been in the show kind of clip clopped ahead of them as if they were horses. And it was like mimicking the idea of them going on the horse ride through uh. Central Park. Did you not notice that? Very unobservant, Okay, you know. so, and then it... Do you have anything else to say? I am done. Okay. Oh, wait, they used the map because the New York map was like on the sides and on the back and then on the floor as well. And when they were going through NYC, it like highlighted bits of the map, I think. Yeah, So it made okay. it look like they were... Because he was like, oh, it said, we'll walk there. It's only 45 blocks. And that made me think of when uh, me and daddy went to New York on our honeymoon and I was like, oh, we'll just walk to this place. It's only 10 blocks. How long can that take? And it takes took like an hour and it was boiling hot and he was really annoyed with me. Yeah, because a block takes like 10 minutes. Yeah. So if you're walking 45 blocks, like they must have set off at lunchtime to get to an evening That's show. Like and it's nearly Christmas, five hours which means it'd be absolutely freezing. And she yeah. hasn't got a coat. Oh no, she did have a coat she by did. this point, didn't she? And then it, anything else? No, I'm done. Okay. Oh my god. Then it goes back to the orphanage and Miss Hannigan. Oh wait. Did earlier on? <laughs> no, yeah, I was gonna say that actually. So earlier on when When Grace was there. When Grace like was there and when she left, did she leave with Annie? She was walking out. She was walking out and then these two Wait, has it happened yet? She comes back, doesn't she? I don't think it did happen at that point, but she comes back to do something else. I can't remember why. She comes back to the orphanage for some reason. And I think it's before this song. And she's, oh, is it when she says that he wants to adopt her? Yeah. So she, yeah. He she comes back because it'd be helpful if there was a song about that because he wants to adopt Annie because they've been having like a really good time. Yeah. And as she's leaving the office. Yeah. And as she's leaving, these 
I think it's like right at these this ruffians bit. appear. These two people appear, and this crazy guy, Rooster. Yeah, Rooster, who's Miss Hannigan's brother. He says something to her. It's like, "Hey, and Blondie," calls her Blondie, which then, is important later. Yeah, isn't which it? is important. So remember that. Blondie! Not like Debbie Harry. Okay, anyway. Not that one. So then... He's just Rooster, come out of prison. He's like... He's mad. Yeah, he is a lunatic, and yeah. And he keeps doing Rooster um, impressions. Yeah. And which then is really weird. And he's got this Lily, crazy girlfriend. Yeah. And they sing this song called Easy Street. Which is all about, like, being rich. And this is where they cook up. Is this... No, it's not. No, it's not, because this hasn't happened yet. It's the so, reprise. So yeah, so he that. turns up and he's like, we we need to get rich, it'll be fun. Yeah. So then you go back to the Warbucks thing. So he's asking... He's trying to, like, tell her that he's adopting her. Well, that he asks her if... He wants to ask her if he can... And he's got her a locket from Tiffany's, which is a fancy jeweler's. Yeah, and- so he like says that he wants to adopt her and like says that he can give her like a nice new locket and then he tries to like swap it with the other one and she won't like take it off because well that's when she tells him my parents are coming back for me yeah. and then he's really nice because he's like okay we'll help find I'll help you find them yeah which is really nice of him and that's the end of the first half isn't it yeah because there's this song sing. you won't be an orphan for long yeah and you can see him just like calling loads of people yeah he's getting it's impressive he's getting, like <laughs> yeah he's like he calls J. Edgar Hoover who is the head of the FBI and this like legendary terrifying person do you know J. Edgar and Hoover he offers the... hated Bobby Kennedy oh. they had a big rivalry and he like offers the person the people who like are, oh yeah and he's it's like loads of 50 money. Grand, yeah. Yeah. And then So then at the start of the second half, they're at a radio show and they're doing like a public appeal. So Annie sing- there you get the entourage and then Annie sings again a bit of maybe. And then the Daddy Warbucks. He's really funny because he's clearly like really nervous because he's like, and Annie is an orphan and we are looking for her parents and there is a reward. And yeah. Then, so they announce it that there's like this public search going on. Yeah, and then when they leave, there's this song that's about like a two toothpaste advert or something (laughs) it's really random yeah and the orphans then sing it as well the orphans are like working in there it transfers from the tv studio to the orphanage quite seamlessly actually it was clever and they wheel on all these like sewing machines and the children are meant to be working but they're listening so they've just heard annie on the radio and then so they sing like a mate like mocking version of that you're never fully dressed without a smile song yeah and then while they're all sat in there, Rooster and Lily come back. And like throw their coats on the orphans. And throw their coats on. And because of hearing that advert, they've come up with the plan that they're going to pretend to be Annie's parents. Yeah, for the money. For the money. And then Miss Hannigan's like, well, what will you do with Annie? And they basically say that he'll then, kill her. Yeah. Which is fun. Yeah. Great. So then they sing a reprise of that Easy Street song. And then that's when they go to like the president yeah so Mr Warbucks has got to go to Washington and it was funny the transitions between New York and Washington were cute weren't they because you got two of the orphans come on and held up a sign that was like Washington DC it was really cute it was like that really diddy one Mm -hmm. the one who Miss Hannigan's like your days are numbered yeah, she keeps saying that to her. Yeah, so then they sing Cabinet Tomorrow, not to be confused with Cabinet Battle. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're talking, so they're talking about the depression. They're talking about the fact that, like, there's loads of people out of work, people can't afford food, all these issues. And F to there's someone playing FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, elected president four times. He's the only person that that ever happened with and will never happen again because okay. you can only be president twice. Sorry, I went into a history lesson then. Yeah. And they're all talking about what can we do, what can we do? And then Annie saves the day by just singing Tomorrow for them. 
And that means they come up with the New Deal, which is was like Roosevelt's key policy that like got people back to work and like saved everything. But what we learned from this is that that was actually made up by Annie, an orphan from New York. It wasn't FDR's idea at all. So he joins in singing tomorrow and, and then he like nice. bullies all of the rest of the cabinet into singing tomorrow as well. Yeah, but he's nice because yeah. like she was just going to wait outside. And he was like, no, she can stay. Yeah. It'll keep us all on our best behaviour. Which is quite ironic for FDR because he uh, often wasn't on his best behaviour. <laughs> Just ask Eleanor. Oh my God, Eleanor. And Eleanor is the musical okay, that they're doing yes. in the prom, isn't it? That's funny. Okay. I liked, sorry, I liked the bit at the end of that song where Annie and Mr. Warbucks had gone because they'd got the phone call to say, we've got 600 couples stood outside the house claiming to be Annie's parents. Can you come back? So they do. And then they sing tomorrow again and they all gather around and the guy from like FDR was like, in harmony. <laughs> they all sang it in this like, <laughs> kind of way. So it was really funny. And then it turns out that none of them were Annie's parents and they were just all pretending. Yeah, so obviously because of the reward, you've got a lot of people who are just there for the money. So Grace has had to sort through all of these and she's like giving them a questionnaire and said, you know, if these people can't tell us anything about Annie, then they can't be her parents. Yeah. and So Mr. Warbucks and Annie get back. now we know Rooster and Lily, they've been talking to Miss Hannigan about details about Annie. So she's giving them the the, locket. The note said her birthday yeah and it said like everything so annie and mr walcott's come back and grace is like i'm really sorry but none um, of them none of them are your actual parents they decide that he is going to adopt her don't they yeah but then just at the point where they're like they sing two songs yeah they sing something was missing that Mr. Warbucks started singing that to Annie, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, and then they both sing it. And then is it at the end of that song that they decide that he is going to adopt her and we're going to yeah. have a big party? And then Lily and Rooster turn up pretending to be her parents. No, then they sing I Don't Need Anything But You and have the party and stuff. Then in the party... That's when they turn they up. They come in and they're like... They're proper shifty, aren't they? Yeah, very shifty. Like Rooster, for some reason, keeps doing impressions of a pig. Because... There's this whole thing about how they're going to take her to a farm. farm. And you can tell she doesn't really want to. Yeah, she's like, oh, I thought I wanted parents, but I'd actually rather stay here in this nice mansion where people run baths for me. (laughs) And Rooster, it's like he's trying really hard to be like a normal person, but he's obviously got some anger issues because he keeps losing it a bit. And so everyone's really sad then, aren't they? That like she's going to say, Mr. Warbucks is like, okay, fine. Well, it's Christmas Eve. Can you come back for her tomorrow so that we've got time to say goodbye? And Grace knows there's something off about him. And then as he's leaving, he's like, okay, blondie. And she's like, way and it's like that makes her remember who it really is well she doesn't really remember who it's but she knows that she's seen him before and has a feeling that they aren't her actual parent and then because they're in like these disguises yeah and then which somehow even fooled miss hannigan even though literally all rooster had done is put a hat on <laughs> you'd think she'd probably be able to notice that and, and then like big glasses mr warbucks called the president and was all like edgar who j edgar hoover and was like i need a favor and then he's basically got the fbi to look into this again and has found out and his parents How? died Oh, yeah. Because something to do with handwriting. Like, they checked the handwriting on the note and matched it to someone who died, like, not long after they dropped her off. So they know that Rooster and Lily aren't really her parents, but then they kind of set them up. So the next day is Christmas Day. The orphans are coming around. Yeah. The orphans are coming. And Miss Hannigan. Annie, Annie does know because she's like, so who are those people? Who are Ralph and whatever the name is, Mudge, whatever and the name was that they, they made up. And then they tell her and she's like, oh, so when they come around, she's like, hi, mum and dad. Yeah, she's like really funny. And they've got all the orphans round for a Christmas yeah. party. So and they're all Ms. getting Hannigan. presents. Miss Hannigan's there. And then Franklin Roosevelt turns up because, you know, he's the president. Yeah. So why wouldn't and he just show up no, at Christmas? No, he's like slept there or something overnight. And she's, like, saying to the orphans, this is, like, Grace, this is... This is the president. 
and this is the president and they're all like hi <laughs> it's really funny so they're all going to advise him on policy now presumably as well he's just going to replace his whole cabinet with uh, orphan <laughs> girls and then Rooster and Lily do turn up as we've said and like they get arrested by PC Wolf PC Wolf comes back and Miss Hannigan's busy singing Christmas carols with all the orphans yeah and then she gets arrested yeah, as well like, she's an accomplice and then the little one who keeps getting told your days are numbered says that to Miss Hannigan yeah which was quite funny yeah. And then they sing this song, A New Deal for Christmas, at which point you think it's really weird that we're watching this in July. <laughs> this is a profoundly yeah. Christmassy show. It was so funny. So yeah, they sung that. And then inevitably you get a reprise of Tomorrow. And then right at the end, I was thinking... Oh, do you know I spent the whole because second half going, where's the dog? No, where's I the didn't. Because the dog just kept like to show transitions between the orphanage and the... like Ooh, the yeah. s- and to remind you all that the dog was there. Yeah, um, I think it did it like three times, just ran across the stage in like a blackouty bit. And you did wonder whether the dog just kept escaping from yeah. where everyone was meant to and be looking so after that it. Was the, I thought after the two times that it ran across once and then was like, oops, I'm still meant to be over there. Then just ran across when the lights had gone dark no. because no one could see. Yeah, but see. The dog, at the end, the dog came then, on with a bow and it was like, yay, Sandy. And then that was the end. And we were like, yeah. what's the dog been up to then for the whole of the show? Like, we need to know the dog's story. Bowed and the dog wasn't even in the programme. So rude. That poor dog. It really so what deserves better. that dog better. doing the rest of the show? Just running across I just stages? I want to know what, like, what is the story? What Has has Sandy just been looking for Annie? Because that's actually really sad. Has he just been sat outside the house like, hello? That's cute. So it was a profoundly entertaining show, wasn't it? It was so good. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as I did, but it was re- It was like watching... They didn't have a magnet! Oh, they didn't have a magnet, no. They said they hadn't received any when they got sent the merchandise from the previous one. <sighs> So Juno was very obsessed about the lack of a magnet. And it was just, it was a really, really entertaining show. Like, it was funny. Craig Revel Horwood as Miss Hannigan was genuinely really, really hilarious. And I, as I've said before on this podcast, I'm not usually a fan. Juno's rolling her eyes at me. I'm not a fan of the whole, let's dress a man up as a female character and then that somehow makes them even more grotesque and terrifying, like with the trunch ball. I don't really like that. Like in the new film of... Matilda they didn't no but with this it didn't but because I don't feel like he was being played by a man to make it a, her a grotesque character I think it was just that Craig Revel Horwood is good at playing it yeah. like, do you know what I mean like I don't think it was being done to it me- wasn't because also I don't think Miss be... Hannigan was horrific no she was, she was a bit crazy she was yeah she was a bit of a villain with the way she just like sold Annie out and you meant to think she was just like always drunk as well yeah but I don't. I th- she was more of like a comedy character. Yeah. She even though she did do like bad stuff. Pantomime. Yeah, it was a bit. It was. It should have been played by Paul O'Grady on this tour, but obviously he sadly died a couple of months ago. So I think Craig Revelhorwood, having played the part before, has like stepped in. Yeah, and was he like over. choreographing? No, directing? I don't think he did. I made that up. No, it's um, strictly ballroom that he'd done choreography and directing on. Not this. Makes more sense. Yeah, really enjoyed the choreography in this. It was quite Matilda-esque with the way they did the children. And then there was some like big adult, there was some ensemble numbers, like when they had the party and it was a big cast, wasn't it? I think there were about 25 in the cast, which for a touring production is massive. And it really felt like that. It always felt like there was lots happening on stage. There was like the set, obviously, every time it changed to a different location, it was really clear. I just imagine that they've got absolute like trucks for days carrying all this stuff around the country on tour. Yeah. 
Because it's massive, isn't it? It's not like with the bodyguard where it's just like, here's a curtain. I'm pretty sure, you know, and the stage is all like a certain thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that as part of a set for a musical, if you want to have stage, you have to like have it in like panels that you yeah, always you carry around like a with jigsaw. you. Yeah, and you just have to put it on the stage every time you go somewhere. Do you know what's crazy about that, though? Is that all these different places that this show's going to will have different sized stages. Yeah, like the they might just have like extra different. parts. Yeah, like they'll have enough for the biggest stage, and then they'll just like take. But bits having to put all of that stuff up at every venue, it must be a right pain because they are all different, aren't they? Like some stages yeah. will be like long and narrow, some will be really deep. So yeah, it's quite a it's quite a thing to be reproducing that everywhere so we really recommend this don't we yeah. highly stage appropriate given that it's actually a show for children for once actually took Juno something that is the correct age classification for her very proud of myself and it wasn't like kiddie which is good I wasn't expecting no, it, wasn't. it to be. I think that's what I thought it might be. And really? I think I'm just misremembering. I wasn't expecting I think, it to be. I don't know. I kiddie. think maybe I did think it'd be like, this one's for the kids. And it wasn't actually. Ow. I am really surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Like I thought it would be good, but I didn't think I would like love it. And I really did. It was really good fun and fantastic cast. The kids were brilliant. I thought they were really funny. Yeah. And the songs are really good as well. Like even the songs where you're like, I probably don't ever need to listen to this song again. There were still good songs. The guy who played Daddy Warbucks, I really liked him. He wasn't like, he just seemed a bit sort of like weary of life rather than in the film where he's like shouting at people. This Daddy Warbucks just seemed like a nice guy who'd got too caught up in his work and and he helped him see that. So he didn't have that like aggression about him, which I think, is it Albert Finney in the film? I don't think that he had that. So yeah, so this is now touring for ages. I think it's going around the country till November. So if you do have the opportunity to go and see it, we really recommend it, don't we? Mm-hmm. Great show, real dog. Yeah. No magnets. <laughs> that's, the, that's the key to this review, isn't it? Yeah. So that is the end of no, 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 no. this episode. As always, thank you very much for listening. If you have any comments. Which you probably do. Yeah, comment. So do it. So you can comment on Spotify or you can comment on our Instagram, which is stage underscore appropriate. And you can now listen to stage appropriate on <laughs> iTunes and Apple Music Amazon. and Amazon Prime Music. I don't, Am- I don't Am- even know. Am- I keep getting emails and from Amazon. Amazon. Like, you have an unused benefit. You're not using Amazon Music. And I'm like, guys, I don't know what Amazon Music is. It's just Amazon. Whatever. Anyway. And it's free. Well, it's free because I pay for Amazon already. It's like it's free because you've already paid for it. Well, yeah. It's like you can eat this pizza because you've already paid for it. Um. <laughs> anyway, so that's it. Uh, we'll be back with more summer holiday podcast fun very soon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.